Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Overcome Become podcast. Uh, with me, as always, is my co-host, Humberto Kaufman. And today, we have a very special guest, uh, Wellness Olympia qualified, Cassandra Gillis. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. How are you guys? We're great. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today. We have a lot of people that were very excited. And first and foremost, we just want to say congratulations on winning your last show and qualifying for the O. Oh, what does that feel like? It's, it's honestly, it's still sinking in. Like everybody keeps asking me. It's like, <laughs> it's just so surreal. Honestly, I, I obviously we compete to win, but I, I wasn't expecting to, to win, honestly, Chicago. Like there was 21 girls, I think. So it's, it was huge. Like wow. <laughs> crazy. Man, that's so impressive though. I mean, you won arguably like the third biggest show of the year, second biggest, basically right, right. Teetering on the line and <laughs> coming home like that like I mean I can only imagine like all the love as soon as you stepped into the gym was probably crazy right yeah it's amazing all the people that have been here since day one following my journey and stuff like I appreciate all the support that I have for sure <laughs> absolutely so I have I have a really um curious question and I'm, I'm kind of curious like what was it like when you won the pro card initially because you were prepping with Ron Partlow correct mm, yeah so when I won it initially, um, I won it in Colombia. I guess I started prep in October with him. It was February, uh, the Columbia show, and that was an awesome experience. I, I loved training with Ron. I learned a lot from Ron. I love his training methods. It was, it was a great prep. After that, though, but the pandemic hit in March, so it kind of put a halt on everything. I wasn't able to compete. Um, and then coming into, I guess, the end of the year in December, um, I was talking to uh, my current coach, Chris, just talking about the idea of trying wellness. It's I've always admired the wellness girls, like from the other federation. I'm just a big fan of the big legs. I love training legs and stuff like that. So I didn't know if it's something I would be able to do, but apparently I, I was able to. So <laughs> yeah. what, the, what got you into training and competing in the first place? Why don't we take it right to the beginning? I would like to know, um, you know, how it all came about. I guess so I was an athlete earlier on in my life and then I kind of drifted away from it in high school about grade nine and then after having my son in 2017 um, I was experiencing postpartum depression and anxiety and I wasn't happy with my body I'd put on some baby weight so when he would go down to sleep I would search like YouTube workouts and just start training at home we started getting some like old crappy gym equipment in our garage. So I'd start started lifting weights and then you start seeing results and you you noticed um you notice the effects it has on your mind and yeah. You were you were <laughs> that's okay. I have a I have a small dog as well and I know how they are. Um so you were prepared from there for the pandemic and the training because you sort of slowly started getting the equipment is that is that what you were doing like were you training at home do you have enough at home to kind of get by or? um during the pandemic yeah i had the basic things like dumbbells and a squat rack so yeah it wasn't too bad during the pandemic and when was your very first competition which one was it? my very first competition um was in october 2018 um and it was a bc abba show so it was like a very small show and then from there, I decided four weeks later to do the Popeyes Fall Classic uh, in 2018. I guess that was a year where the CPA actually started because then there was a year in which you had both the old association and now the CPA, I believe. Because yeah. the, the BC ABBA would be the old, uh, I guess, 
association and then the, the Popeyes classic sounds like it was a CPA show. Yeah, I started right as they were split. So coming right. into the industry, I didn't really know the differences. And my coach was like, do this show. It's a small show to start. And then I did well. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try a bigger show like Popeyes. And that went well as well. So yeah, a lot of people were confused in the beginning as well because they didn't really know the difference and you know where it actually led. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took you about two years then for you to, you know, from when you started to compete all the way to become uh, a professional. How many shows do you do as an amateur? So I did um, BC ABBA, Popeyes, and then my next show was the Vancouver Pro in July. And then after that was Columbia. So I did four shows and I turned pro on my fourth show. Nice. Was it always figure? Yeah, it was figure. That's pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie. Four shows, turn pro, less than a year being pro, correct? When you are just over a year being pro? qualifying for the olympia like that's got to be such a surreal it is i don't even know how to describe that yeah so i guess the biggest thing for me is what's the conversation now with chris like what what's the feedback you got from chicago after winning to get prepared for the olympia um we went up and approached the judges and he said he didn't really have much feedback to give to be honest he said it's perfect like come in exactly the same um, I think what well, we think personally, like if you compare my physique next to like some of the other top wellness girls, there's obviously some things that you can improve on, like hamstrings and glutes can always use improvement. So that's our main focus right now. Has there been um, any major shifts in your training from the moment you decided to switch from figure to wellness? Can you tell us a little bit about how, you know, you and your coach modified the training to actually make you look more like the parameters that the wellness division require? It's tough because I'm not allowed to touch upper body at all. Um, in the beginning, yeah. I was still doing stiff leg deadlifts and stuff with barbells and dumbbells. And then we quickly realized my upper body wasn't coming down. If I grip anything in my hands, it wasn't budging. Like even leg extensions and stuff, when I was gripping and flexing my delts, like they would not come down and my biceps would keep growing. So I literally like have to have my hands up in the air and just train legs and glutes. I train. Yeah. So you're telling me that you do not train upper body at all? No. <laughs> it doesn't look that way. Let me tell you, like those shoulders <laughs> are just popping like crazy. I, I wish I had your genetics. <laughs> <laughs> now, does that does that make you a little sad? The fact that you, I mean, you look like you love training. Like, how does that? Is it is it a difficult thing to for you not to? you know, train, I'm assuming, you know, most, most females from what I gather, they love training shoulders, they love training back. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that a hard thing to do for you to actually, you know, get to the. It is seat? like, I love the hardcore training and I do miss upper body, but at the same time, legs was always my favorite thing to train. So kind of a little bit of both, like I miss it, but I almost had to hold back training legs a bit for figure because I was coming in, you know, almost too big at the bottom, but now I get to put all of my energy into what I enjoy training, but I do miss upper body for sure. <laughs> that will make it a very tricky training split to come up with because if you don't, if you take upper body away from the equation and, and then you focus primarily on lower body, that's like, what is your, I don't know if you can talk about it, but what is your training split like? And you like, can you tell us a little bit about it and how you guys are actually, is it a three day type of split or? It changes every couple of months or, so, but usually I was doing um, legs, cardio, legs, cardio, and then one of the leg days would be more glute focused or, you know, hamstring. Um, but every, every day has like a, a main exercise, like a um, hack squat or leg press or something. 
Um, my training just got switched to German volume and I'm definitely feeling that today. I had two days in a row of 10 by 10. So now yeah. it's, my, it's my complete rest day today, but I'm definitely, I think it's going to get some good results. So I'm excited to see what I can do with this training program. So for now you're trying to bring up the lower body a little bit still? Yeah, just the glutes and hamstrings are our main focus. Okay. I have a question, Cass, and it's more or less, how do you balance like your family life with training for now the Olympia and of course I'm assuming you have other side projects with businesses or sponsorships or whatever like how does that all work together to actually be able to live a balanced life um it just it all seems to work for me like I have a very supportive husband son's in daycare four days a week so that gives me free time during the day to kind of work on certain things um so I've managed to managed to keep everything pretty organized, I guess. <laughs> Did you ever, maybe when you were beginning to, to compete, because the reason, um, th this is actually a question from, from the audience, from one, a couple of people asked this question, because when people are starting to compete, what they find is that, I mean, if you're lucky enough like yourself to have a supportive, a supportive significant other, then that makes a huge difference. It, it makes the world a difference. However, um, do you, ever experience a little bit of uh, resistance from other family members, perhaps, whether they didn't understanding at the beginning, whether they thought that you weren't spending enough time with them, you know, you know, there's a typical uh, social event situation in which, you know, you can absolutely, depending on where you are in your prep, depending on how you're feeling, you may or may not be able to make it, you may or may not be able to spend as much time with loved ones just because of what it requires for you to to do and how you're feeling, right? Did you ever experience the types of things when you were uh, starting to compete or was it pretty just pretty much just smooth sailing for well, you? for sure. I, especially at the beginning when you're just starting out, I don't think people really get it as much. Um, everyone's always been supportive of me, but at the same time, you're always that one at family functions with the, the prepped meals and everyone's looking <laughs> at you like you're weird and like, why can't you just have this little bite of dessert? And, but I like, I dealt with that more so in the beginning. Now I think that I've reached this level, people are like, okay, um, we kind of understand now, but. <laughs> yeah, I think I think for a lot of us, what happens is in the beginning, they don't understand it and they, they may even think that it's a face. And then the more you do it, and especially after the success that that you've had, they start to, maybe they don't fully understand it, but they it switches from confusion and resistance to more of a respect thing. And then, okay, I don't understand it, but she seems to love it and she's killing it. Mm -hmm. So I'm just gonna go ahead and go with the flow and just respect her decision right uh, I know there's some people that you know maybe their parents don't approve of it because they don't understand it uh, you know you have the depending on the uh, where the, the person's culture you know you have some old school uh, parents or mentality some some parents may not approve of the female muscle look and I yeah. know actually my wife's uh, parents were a little bit like that in the beginning when, and she's only doing bikini so I can't imagine if you were to do wellness and figure right um, you know the, her dad is like I, she doesn't he doesn't really like the the look of muscle in a in a in a feeling he's been you know he's expressed it right but he went from that resistance to eventually being like you know what she really loves it she keeps going at it i think they can appreciate discipline i think they can appreciate um you know how it molds your character and personality and then eventually kind of like just back off a little bit right so yeah i agree for sure so i guess one thing would be <clears throat> What advice do you have to, let's say, moms out there that are competing who basically have maybe like a little bit of trouble balancing certain things, or maybe they aspire to be, you know, the next wellness athlete? 
out of Canada? Like, what, what would you say to them besides just the obvious of work hard? Well, that's, that's the main thing, I guess, is being able to put in the work. And I know it's, like I said, I've had it pretty, I don't want to say easy because it's not easy preparing for competition, but with all the support I have, I, I know, like, I know some single moms that do it and I don't know how they do it. So the best advice I can give is find how to manage your time and put in the work and yeah, just give it, give it your best, whatever that may be. Right on. And uh, I guess for me personally, if, if I could just ask, uh, Cass, what is your goal to place at the Olympia? Like everyone, for the most part, if you're talking to top pros, they're going to say, well, I'm going to win. I'm going to win this show. I'm going to win this show. Yeah. But what's your actual goal? Like, do you feel I like you're going to be the first bonus pro to win? I mean, like I do. Obviously, I want to. That's my goal to win. Um, it would be amazing to make first call outs. And my coach says top three is is the goal. So nice. That would be at the first Olympia. That would be amazing. Yeah. Well, that's absolutely awesome. Um, I'll speak for both of us, and I'll just say we wish you the best of luck with the Olympia. And honestly, if you came back the first wellness champion at the O, I don't know. All I could I say is congratulations if you did. <laughs> I, just have, I just have two very random questions. One, what is your absolute favorite exercise at the gym? Hmm, I love the pendulum squat machine. Mm -hmm. And two, who was or were your inspiration um, growing up, not growing up, uh, when you started competing, um, who do you look up to? Which were the, the, the athletes or fitness personalities that you look up, looked up to? I guess the physique that I admired the most was Vivi Winkler. If you know, oh, yeah. she, is the... she trains like, like it's, it's something else to watch her train. The amount of and pain. I think that's what kind of made it click for me, like to get, to put on this kind of muscle, this is the kind of training you need to do. So that's really where, it kind of began for me was her videos so so if you could train with anyone past or present who would it be i guess her one of the other top brazilian wellness athletes would be really cool yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> well um i think it's been a fantastic podcast having you on cast and uh, we really appreciate the time and hopefully we talk to you soon after uh after the oh we wish you the best of luck and yeah Kill it for Canada. Kill it for yourself. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Thank All you right. for taking the call, Cas. We appreciate it. Best of luck. Okay, bye.